Welcome to The Real Zodiac, a film retrospective podcast dedicated to reminding or introducing you to some of the most iconic films of all time, stirring up memories of ones you forgot or wish you could forget, and every film in between. Your hosts will be your tour guides and sometimes companions along this journey down the rabbit hole. Be warned, though, there will be blood, guts, more than a few bullet casings, love, despair, tears of joy, and cries of agony. Some from the hosts themselves, because some of these movies will make them wonder why did they choose these movies. Good luck, oh, and of course, enjoy the ride. What are you guys doing out here? It's Halloween, we've been trick-or-treating. Are you alone? There's a creepy man in a white mask. Where? And he keeps like trying to play hide and seek with us. Where did you see him? Look! Run! Go now! set the fire. No one told you. Told me what? Michael Myers is alive. A man couldn't have survived that fire. Forty years ago, the boogeyman came for us. We are the survivors of Michael Myers. Lori, what do we do? We fight. Mom, our family will kill him. We're gonna hunt him down and we're gonna put an end to this. He is not gonna stop killing until we stop him. If you track Michael's victims, that's a straight line to Michael's childhood home. Someone's in our house. He is coming for me, but I'm coming for him. tonight with our fresh review of the sequel to the sequel to the original Halloween kills or I guess we're looking at the third in a quadrilogy but yeah we're talking about a new film where I mean we kind of talked about a new quote-unquote new film last week but this is like brand spanking new so I want to bring along the little John to my big John Amanda Aww. <laughs> I was waiting because I knew <laughs> I knew that I was like, all right, that's it. That's who we're going to be today. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this is interesting, right? Uh, sequel to a sequel. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels so weird to like discuss a movie that really does feel just like a sequel to a movie. But I mean, yeah, this is our third one, I guess, in this new timeline. Very, very crazy. Yeah, we live in a in a crazy age, but we are not alone. Uh, we were going to have Sean back, but because his plans just didn't work out, and that's okay. We love you, Sean, and we're going to have you back for sure. But we are not alone. We have with us a special guest, and I'm going to bring her in as the Lori today. Um, we are looking at Jennifer. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> I appreciate that. I Jamie Lee Curtis is like amazing so i mean she's I'll a scream that. queen you know yeah <laughs> she's a god yes. <laughs> yes so i'm happy i'm happy with that yes um well we have to ask because it's kind of a tradition here for our new guests and this is your first time being on but what is one or some of your favorite genres um i mean i'm a fan of of all movies but i i love the horror genre um i mean and especially like those like 80s kind of classics like halloween was a big one for me um you know my dad is a huge fan of like stephen king books so he and i like geek out on all of those uh, movie adaptations. So horror is, is huge for me. And I also am really into the, uh, the superhero movies. So oh, perfect. Yep. You're in the right crowd then. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay. So we picked a good one then for kind of a horror film that has really been divisive. I mean, Amanda, what have you been hearing about Halloween kills as it's kind of been going on this uh, opening weekend? Um, just mixed opinions. I haven't heard anybody that like uh, really hates it, but just a lot of really mixed up views and whatnot. So nobody really loving it and nobody really hating it. It's just kind of a mishmash in the middle. Right. It's kind of like a take it or leave it. I mean, it's somebody's vision, but I am very curious as to see how this vision kind of works through the movie and I know we're going to discuss it, but yeah, we are back with the director, David Gordon green and the film is kind of written by the same people who did Halloween 2018. We're looking at Scott teams, Danny McBride, and obviously David Gordon green came back to write as well. And, uh, we are having stars such as Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer, Andy Matichak, uh, Will Patton, Thomas Mann, and Anthony Michael Hall, who, this is his first time coming back, I guess, or not coming back as him, but like an established character before. Um, and yeah, I mean, the the movie was released finally in October. Um, we were looking at uh, it to be released last year, but it just kept getting delayed. And of course, we know why. Um, we're looking at a budget of $20 million, and so far in the box office range, I know it's only going to go up from when this recording actually gets to you all, but we're looking at $55.9 million. So it's definitely made its money, and we are going to definitely get that ending for uh, Halloween, where I guess they end a national holiday. <laughs> so, all right, <laughs> let me let me go ahead and ask this. Um 
because Jennifer, we didn't have you on last week. So let's do a little bit of a recap so that uh, the audience can kind of get an idea of how you felt. But we're in a new timeline. We had the original Halloween and then we go 40 years into the future. And here we are, Halloween 2018. Just give us a little bit of a taste of how you liked that or didn't like that movie. Um, yeah, when, uh, when the 2018 movie came out, I was so excited. Like, I, I loved that Jamie Lee Curtis was back. I loved that kind of, it was, it was a reboot, but it wasn't really a reboot. Um, because there, there are so many movies in this, in the Halloween franchise and it gets really weird um like there's like cult sacrifices and like the whole rob zombie movies and things get really weird um so um yeah like 2018 just felt like a really like like clean slate um the acting was amazing it was gory but also really classic um i know the original composer um, John Carpenter uh, did the composing on these two movies as well. And so to have that kind of 80s horror vibe, which I love. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. Okay, good. I like that you mentioned John Carpenter already with the music because, uh, <laughs> and I think we mentioned this, Amanda, but that 2018 really didn't lose the 80s aesthetic. Obviously, things look better. Yeah. But it was like a return to formula. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. And it's funny because we go back to the, well, the 70, what, 78? We go back to the 78 timeline in this one. And, yeah, I mean, I kind of want to just go ahead and get into this movie. I mean, this is just a continuation of Halloween 2018. It's still taking place that night. And we're watching as Michael Myers gets out of a bur- uh, the burning building. And we also see the perspective of the townsfolks in Haddonfield and how they are dealing with the return of Michael Myers. Um, this was interesting because I just didn't expect all these new characters other than what we saw in the trailer. But a lot of new characters came back that were from, quote-unquote, from the first movie. So this really does feel like just a continuation of that first one. And I appreciate that. I mean, we've had renditions of Tommy being in Halloween 6, I believe, as uh, Paul Rudd. But like you said, Jennifer, (laughs) this is just like a clean slate. And so, yeah, we're here talking Halloween kills. So let's kind of go ahead and get into this movie. Um, initial thoughts going in. I'm going to ask Amanda, wh- what were they? Um, expectations going in. I mean, knowing that it's like these new movies, it's like a trilogy sequel package. Um, I just expected that Michael is going to survive at the end. Obviously um, didn't know who was going to die in this film. Because we had like the the triple um, final girls in the last movie, so I was interested to see what was going to happen with this one. How are they going to pick different people off and 
Yeah, didn't realize it was going to pick up literally from where the last movie left off. And I thought that was a really nice touch. So, yeah, got that old school vibe back, and I was pretty satisfied. Good. Okay. And Jennifer, what about you? Yeah, it uh, it brought up um, – it reminded me of the uh, Halloween 2 movie, which I think came out in 81, where it, it literally picks up directly after the first Halloween movie, the original. So Lori is in the hospital, and, like, it's, it's literally, like, exactly what happens. Lori is in the hospital, and um, – she realizes that like Michael is, is missing or gone um, or they didn't catch him. So it was very nice to kind of see that they uh, kind of added that again, um, but made it, um, you know, a little different. They had, you know, obviously the fire and coming out of the fire, which was so good. Um, and uh, that, yeah, like the opening was was fantastic. Yeah, let's go ahead and get into that opening because I have a lot to say about it. And uh, I'm really curious what you guys thought. But I loved everything that we saw from the opening logo of Universal to the opening credits. Um, I was invested right away because, like I said, it was a continuation of The Fateful Night in 1978. And we got to see it from the eyes of... Um, Deputy Frank Hawkins as at what he was 40 years ago. And I really enjoyed that aspect. And I'm glad that he kind of made it through. So you have this other perspective because it's something that we haven't seen, but man, I love the filter, whatever they did to create this atmosphere of us being back in that 1978 universe. Um, it all worked for me. Yeah. It worked for me too. It looked great. It really felt like we were watching a film from the late eight or late seventies. Yeah, I was curious because they also did such a good job with Loomis. I mean, it looked impeccable. I that was one thing that I wanted to take away from just everything that we saw in the kind of like prologue is how Loomis. I mean, obviously it was in the dark and there was a little bit of shadow, but uh, whatever they did, it worked. It was awesome. Oh yeah, absolutely, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like during, I think for, for like a little bit, I was like, is this like a deleted scene or like from the original or what? Cause that's how good it looked. Like they put some kind of, they did some kind of film editing to make it literally look like it was shot in, in the late seventies, um, early eighties, which was great. Um, but uh, for me, it was just a little too long. Like, it was almost a little bit too much. Uh, it took too long, I guess. Okay. Um, it, it was a bit of a info dump for me. Right. I, I, will, I will say that I'm glad that they didn't put the scenes that we see later in the movie that are still set in that 1978 kind of uh, – mm -hmm. the, the scenes there. I'm glad they didn't – like put that also in the beginning. Cause I feel like we do, we, we go a long time before we actually see that opening credits for Halloween kills. Yeah. So I, yeah. And I mean, it is an info dump for sure. And we're with characters that we really didn't know 
that well except for Loomis. And maybe that's why I'm holding on to that Loomis appearance so well because he was a, you know, he was a familiar face that we've seen. And obviously Michael. Every time Michael was on the screen and we were kind of in those flashbacks, I was hooked because he looked so good. Yeah, he definitely, definitely looks great. Um, I... I mean, I honestly forgot that they would have an opening credit because it took so long. <laughs> right. But, Three years. Uh, I know. Yeah. But but when they did it, I was like, OK, yeah, we're we're getting to it. I like it. So. Well, so that opening. OK. And I'm curious what you what you guys think, because this is kind of my own thing. I didn't look it up. This is all from my brain. But I feel like every time we see the pumpkins. And I'm specifically only talking about the first Halloween and then Halloween 2018 in this one. But it's like the pumpkin embodies Michael Myers. And not, I mean, like, I want to say it's like his soul, but, you know, as, as it's been said a lot, he doesn't really have a soul. But um, when we see that pumpkin and it's kind of like deteriorating as it goes in the first one, into like it, it kind of reminded me of maybe it is kind of like his soul like depleting and leaving his body and leaving this monster and then uh something that's really cool is like a new beginning or kind of a um a rebirth of like the killing spree and michael whenever we see halloween 2018 where the pumpkin goes from you know being decrepit decomposed and all that to being a fully fledged pumpkin again and then here it's on fire and we're seeing all these it, all this imagery of pumpkins and fire and it just looked amazing. I mean, say what you will about the actual movie, they did such a wonderful job with this first like 10 minutes. I was I was very very impressed. What about you, Amanda? Oh yeah. Um oh, it's also good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, but I mean, Jennifer did did the credits work for you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the credit, I mean, the credits were, were so classic. And mm -hmm. again, like, I, I love that 80s horror, like, time period. And, like, it was it was just, like, 2018 uh, and just, like, the original couple movies. So it was, it was great. Um, I don't remember exactly. So... In the original, that, like, final pumpkin, um, the eye and the nose is actually shaped like a side profile of Michael's face and uh, holding a knife. And I know yeah. that they recreated that in 2018, and I can't remember <laughs> um, from my one watch if... Um, oh, if they did it again. Well, yeah, so the like it was on fire, so I I honestly can't remember if that's what if it was like the same pumpkin. Let me get back to you. I'll I'll check that out. Um Yeah. But yeah, I I can't even remember now either and I've seen it twice. I I should say that this movie I I forgot to tell everybody as long, as as if they don't know already, but you can see this in the theaters and on Peacock for free. So, I don't know who's not snatching that up because that's crazy um and I, like that's something to add because of the box office is still doing so well and it's we don't even know 
how many people stayed at home to watch this, you know. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go back and, and look that up, Jennifer, because I, I kind of want to know. I want to see that. But I want to go ahead and talk to you guys about something that really brought the movie down for me. And it's the introduction to Tommy. Um, mm -hmm. This guy was just like... I don't know. I'm I'm thinking it's weird that we're getting we're getting reintroduced to Tommy and that's fine. Like I don't I don't care about that aspect, but he just seems like this masculine like homebro that I don't know. Like I just I couldn't get on board with him and the amount of one-liners that this man said, it was just it, it made me roll my eyes. Am I the only one that thought that? I might be alone here. I did not have the same feelings, but um, I do remember in the yeah the original that Tommy was kind of the bully. So, right, was he the kid that was bullied in this one, right? That was Tommy, or was that the other guy? That was Lonnie. That was Lonnie. That's yeah. Right. Okay. So, Nick's anything I just said. <laughs> Go ahead, Jennifer. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um. Tommy was not really what I had expected, for sure. Um, overall, I wasn't really, I there was no, I wasn't necessarily, like, mad at his character. But, um, yeah, it, it, I can definitely see where, like, you wouldn't think he would be this, like, macho man. Um However, I I definitely loved uh, Lonnie's character. Oh, I thought he loved was great. Him. Yeah. And wasn't he just in Midnight Mass? Yeah. 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 That, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was watching this and I was thinking, God, where do I know him from? It's just because he didn't have his beard in this. But yeah, same guy, but very different personalities. Um, yeah. I just love that actor. I think he's great. He's got that like gristle to him that I, I don't know. I enjoy. Yeah. He had this like, like man's man, but also like very like laid back kind of attitude, which, which I liked. Yeah. It was sad to see him go. I mean, you know yeah. that the reason why they're introducing all these characters is, is just fresh meat for, for Michael. And in a horror movie, it's very hard to get attached. I mean, kind of like what you were saying, Amanda, we don't know who's going to get the knife this time. Um, mm -hmm. We had the three we had the three women all survive, which was great. But I like to go in thinking that nobody is safe. Like, I thought maybe for a little bit, Laurie Strode wasn't going to make it through this movie. Um, because, like I said, this is kind of ushering in a new era of, of um, horror. And... Sometimes you got to let the past die. And I still think that Lori might be getting the knife next movie, but I mean, we'll see when we get yeah. there. We um, all know she is. Yeah. She, yeah. I, the thing, the thing with Lori in this movie is just, she seems so prophetic. Like she is like the only way for him to die is if I die. And so it just reminded me very much of Harry Potter and Voldemort. One can't live while the other, whatever. Like, I just thought, like, okay, this is going a little too far. And I don't know. That might be kind of my uh, thoughts, I guess, of just this whole movie is that I feel like some of these characters take it a little too far 
with how they are portraying either a victim or a survivor. Um, it just seems like they're just not really people, but just kind of like caricatures to forward the story. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I, I kind of agree with that. Um, and that's kind of one of the aspects that I liked about this movie was them kind of doing the reveal of like, Michael just wants to go home. It's not about you, Lori. And I was like, oh, it's like, damn, that kind of puts uh, kind of like the history on its head a little bit. Right. Which I'm kind of OK with. I'm down with it. I know it's it's a psychological thing for Michael in terms of like his family history and not about Lori. And I don't know. I, I enjoy that aspect, but. And it kind of works in what we saw in Halloween 2018. I mean, he was just kind of moving along, just kind of trekking. And then he got sideswiped by, uh, you know, the uh, Dr. Sartan, Sartain or whatever, and takes him to uh, Lori's old mm-hmm. house and, you know, the stuff there. And really, it, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, it's more about the doctor making Lori the focus when that's not what Michael was wanting all along. Right. Yeah. Crazy doctor. Yeah. We got to have it in every movie, right? I really like this aspect of the movie, though. We don't see Michael Myers for about 20 minutes. And I would, well, I mean, we saw him in 1978, but we are like catching back up to him and the three girls 20 minutes into this movie. And I really like that buildup because we get such a gruesome scene in the fire and it was kind of teased in the trailer. I'm glad we didn't see it all, but man, mm-hmm. what a, what a scene. I, I love it when the carnage happens with, with Michael Myers and whoever he, whoever falls to be his victim, you know? Yeah. I, uh, when I saw like the firefighters gearing up to like, <laughs> take on Michael Myers I knew it wasn't gonna end well because it was like you know 30 minutes in and I was like oof (laughs) right (laughs) you know I'm sorry (laughs) but um it was just like it was so exciting to like see him like back in back in action and like to see him take on a bunch of guys you know like with axes and a saw um, saw yeah <laughs> so good um tell oh, me yeah yeah that was such a great scene and it was like yep we're going full full into it we're totally leaning in and going gory michael kills and it was fantastic so let me ask you guys this cuz i mean i feel like and if it's been a while i totally understand but the gore for this seemed very tastefully done, but it's still gore um, mm-hmm. compared yeah. to Rob Zombie's gore, where it's like you're going to see him killing the person, you know, for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And this, it, I mean, you're seeing, you're seeing it happen. There's no shying away, but I don't know. It's just done so well, and it's kind of just our fault for being how we are. We're very jaded. Like we're used to seeing this sort of stuff all the time now. Um, I heard a lot of people complaining that this was a little too much gore. And I'm thinking like this movie is called Halloween kills. 
kills. You know, it's not, it's, it's, he's killing people the entire movie. And I don't know. I felt like, like I said, this was just tastefully done. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think, uh, like when you talk about like Rob Zombie, I, I usually categorize his movies as like horror porn, like gore for gore's sake. But like this movie and, um, and the 2018 movie, they like, yeah, there was, there was blood, there was gore, but it, it's very artistic. Um, and it's, I, definitely like tasteful um like you said yeah um and i think that's hilarious that people are like it like oh horror movie it's too gory like what <laughs> it's a horror movie as they, as they clutch their pearls that's that's just all i think exactly. about <laughs> <laughs> i want to watch a horror movie but i don't want there to be too much blood right like, watch what? a pg-13 movie you know you'll get all that yeah um, yeah. I, I am, yep. I am really happy that we got to experience just kind of like the kills that were done were different in a way, you know, we had, mm-hmm. you know, Michael, mm-hmm. <laughs> Michael made a chick shoot herself in the face, you know, like that is I, something you don't see. That scene was fantastic. Cause I feel like that was kind of like parts of that were throwback to, to the Halloween two. And yeah, just torturing the people in the car. And then I was like, Oh, where, where'd the girl go? Where'd she go? What, what's going to happen? And yep. Just flinging the door open. She shoots herself. And I was like, Oh, I wonder how Michael felt in that moment because he didn't actually kill her directly. It was like, you know, <laughs> I was like, is he going to be upset that he didn't get to kill her <laughs> himself like by his hands? Right. Then I was like, what are you thinking? (laughs) Are you sympathizing for this man? Put them all like in a nice little, um, you know, on the, whatever that is round. The carousel type thing. On the playground, you know? Yeah. He, he Mm -hmm. makes himself a little, you know, a little, what do you call it? Like a little, I can't think of the word. I can't think of it. (laughs) He Um, he just states bodies. Yeah. (laughs) And you have like some of the masks from old movies. So I love all the little Easter eggs. For sure. I mean, you get get awarded for seeing those other iterations of Halloween. Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, like, I, I love all of the really unique, interesting kills um, my favorite one in this whole movie, and I will fight everyone on this, um, <laughs> is, uh, like the next door neighbors when he, uh, to Lori's house, um, when he breaks into their house and stabs the woman with the like broken light bulb. Oh God, that was fantastic. And then you can see like, in the, um, like, as she's dying, like, you can see kind of blurred. He's just, like, stabbing the, uh, like, her husband in the back with multiple knives. I think he was trying and to find which one was better, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, like, I, there's always, like, that, like, weird artistic thing with, uh, 
like whenever people find Michael's bodies, like he puts them, you know, in, in the attic and like lays them out properly. So they're hanging just right. And it was really interesting, (laughs) kind of, kind of hilarious to like watch it play out in real time. Yeah. We haven't really seen that that much. Like you don't see him dragging the body and perching it where it needs to be. Just, yeah, it was, it, that was definitely kind of a look in to the madness of Myers. Yeah. It was very interesting. And then as he left, um, it, it switched back to the bar, but before like it cut to the bar, they, uh, you could hear the clapping and it was almost like the audience was clapping. (laughs) Right. Yes. It's oh. like, oh, so good. That was a good cut. And why didn't everybody just stay at the bar? The bar seemed like a safe place. I don't think Michael Myers would go to a bar. There's no. enough people, you know, like, obviously we're going to see something similar to a bar fight later in the movie. But, yeah, he, <laughs> I felt like they that was a good safe haven spot. But I think the reason why they left was because of our new character, Oswald Koppelpot. Um, whoever, I mean, it was so, I'm just going to be honest. As soon as they introduced this other, uh, guy that, that escaped, um, Mm -hmm. the movie just took a downshift for me, uh, because we like then focus all our attention on this guy and how everybody thinks that he's Michael Myers and the whole hospital run chase scene that we get. I was just, I, I just didn't like it. And Obviously, I don't, I I just, I get that they can't just have Michael Myers on screen 100% of the time. You have to have more than that or else, like, what are we doing here? But when you make everything so awesome with the character of Michael Myers and what he's doing in his journey to his house, and then you give us this, I was just not following it. I just didn't like it. I mean, am I wrong? Please. Um, yeah, the mob mentality thing kind of eh, was weird to me. I didn't know if they needed that or if they were just showing the effects of what 40 years of Michael Myers had on this town to where everybody was just like losing their minds. But in general, in life, I don't like the mob mentality. So I don't know if it's because of real world things that made it uncomfortable for me. Right. And I guess it's not bad to feel uncomfortable in a movie like this. I mean, that's totally expected, but it just, oh, yeah, it made me a little, yeah, made me feel uncomfortable. I don't know if I disliked it. It just made me feel really uncomfortable. And a Karen trying to save people with a Christmas sweater on. <laughs> um, what was yeah. that? <laughs> one Anyone? Yeah, go. <laughs> uh, I want to get your thoughts first, Jennifer, and then we'll talk about Judy Greer. Yeah, I um, it definitely like it. It felt like they were switching themes. Like it mm-hmm. was no longer a horror movie. It was like they they just decided to to talk about like like you said like focus on this other guy for so long um and 
like, of, of course, like, you know, we can't focus on Michael, but they introduced us to so many new characters in the movie. Like, I feel like we could have gone back to like big and little John or like, I don't know, like literally anyone else um, to, to build that relationship more instead of spend, you know, 30 minutes, um, on, on this guy. Um, although I will say like during that, like that ending scene, um, like when he breaks the window and jumps out, I did almost cry. Mm -hmm. Um, but like it's a horror movie. You're not supposed to. Hmm. I have opinions about <laughs> that. Like it just, yeah. It definitely kind of took me out of it. I, um, it was unnecessary. I'm, I'm sorry. Like everything with that character yeah. was unnecessary. He didn't have to be in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they did it well, but I definitely unnecessary. Um, for sure. Yeah. Because, I mean, as you were saying, we, well, as you were saying, Amanda, and I, I will get back to the Johns because that is a big part of this. Um, but, like, Judy Greer's character of Karen is trying to help this guy. And, yeah, I mean, sure, she has a great heart and everything. That's fine. But, like, it just seemed like Karen just seemed so misplaced in this movie for many reasons. I mean, it, it you have the story of Lori, and then you have the story of Allison, who is out on a manhunt trying to look for uh, Michael Myers and you kind of have um, Karen just in the middle and I don't know it just seemed like they didn't know what to do with this character that they had and so you have her helping um, the escaped hospital inmate and then you have her you know setting the trap for Michael and then inevitably getting killed at the end I was just sitting there like what you know like I I love Judy Greer. I think she's a great actress, but she was, she, it just felt like they didn't know what to, what to do with her in this movie. Mm hmm. I think some of that maybe is she didn't know what she wanted to do as a character either. Yes. So yeah. it's like it's trying to, uh, you know, take care of her daughter, but also take care of her mom. But mom has to stay stuck in the hospital because that's a pretty severe injury. Right. Mm -hmm. And then she, yeah, daughter goes off. And I kind of almost wanted her to go with her daughter. But then I was like, well, then what's going to happen with Lori in the hospital? I don't know. But I do like the scene because they obviously knew what they're going to do with her in the end. So in the hospital, the scene where she kind of looks in through the window and she sees her reflection in the glass is just like a foreshadowing of what's going to happen to her at the end. Because that's the whole concept of like they keep saying, you know, like, Michael's in his house and would look out his window and was he looking out the window or is he just looking at his own reflection in the glass? So right. cinematic wise, I thought that was a nice little touch in that, that small scene, but yeah, the whole mob mentality thing just weird. It's weird. It's odd. And it just goes to show that, yeah, trying to convince people of the truth is, really hard to do yeah you're not wrong period um, <laughs> jennifer what do you think of karen like overall um i was i was really surprised 
Because, like, I thought at the end of, like, Halloween 2018, she had kind of come around. She was, like, a, a total badass. Um, like, taking shots at Michael, um, you know, at, at the end of the sequel. <laughs> um, but then in this movie, yeah, it was like she was completely lost. And, um, I think probably halfway through, I was like, if any, if any of the Strode, uh, women are gonna die, it, it it's probably gonna be Karen because she's like, she hasn't been doing a whole lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It was a little predictable. <laughs> Um, I, I will say I'm glad that they finally – I mean, they couldn't really do it in the last movie because everything was happening so fast towards the end. But she yeah. had time to, you know, kind of process the loss of her husband. And yeah. I, I'm glad that they, they put that in there because it just felt like he died and they're just like, all right, we got to move. And just, fuck it. Let's go. You know, and so I, I'm glad that they spent a little time on that because – um it just seemed like it was it was so fast in that he was kind of just a nothing character. Yeah, I mean I I appreciated um how how they both like Karen and Allison both kind of freaked out uh not freaked out but um like Karen washing her hands in the bathroom um and you could like just see the emotion um of like processing um, her husband's death and, and Allison, um, like, you know, screaming in, in a, in the hospital room. Like it, they finally had time to start processing their grief. So yeah. that was, that was a little nice little touch, I think. What'd you guys think of the Johns? I, <laughs> as kind of the new, not new, but like they, they basically live in the Myers home now. Um, we got big John and little John. Um, I loved it. I, I love their little story. I mean, they're of course living in Myers house. So they are immediately in danger, but it looked good. The house looked good. That man, they really upkeep the hell out of that place. Um, Amanda, what do you think of these two? Oh, I love these characters, but as soon as you find out that they're in the house because these stupid punk ass kids. I'm sorry. I'm I'm assuming these are offspring or related to the kids that were bullying in the flashback. Right. I think that's gonna play into the third movie, but um. <laughs> these kids doing the whole down the razor blade joke or whatever. Um, then they tell them like, do you know what house this is? Do you know what's going on? And I was just like, Oh, they're done. Yep. They're so, so, so dead. <laughs> they're so dead. And I thought it was um, interesting in this one that they um, didn't really show the deaths for these two, the, for the two Johns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but their body staged later. I mean, we obviously know that they're they were dead <laughs> from the get go. What about you, Jennifer? Yeah, I mean the 
the house looks great <laughs> considering, you know, uh, you know, the what words, um, the house <laughs> looks great considering like in the original, it was like decrepit. No one had lived there, um, for like a decade. Um, so yeah, I mean, after 40 years, like you don't think a murderer is gonna come back. So, um, also like, you know, there are weird people who are are like, of course I'd want to live in a murderer home. Why not? Um, but yeah, they were, they were a great couple. Um, and, uh, I was, again, like I, I knew that they were going to go cause I was like, this is what happens. You introduce the characters and they die. It's classic horror movie 101, <laughs> but I was really sad to see them, <laughs> to see them go. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that yeah. it was paired with the, the witch hunt in the hospital though, because it kind of made that scene a little more, um, easier to watch because like I said, I just, I was not a fan of that whole thing, but seeing that kind of with this, I was like, all right, I can get this down. Yeah. I, I, I would have been so happy if, uh, big and little John ended up killing Michael though. (laughs) I think that would have been a great ending. Um, I think that would have been fantastic. Like Big John with his tiny little knife. His like charcuterie <laughs> knife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that when he like goes, I have this knife. <laughs> and little John's like, and I have this knife. I don't know. Yeah. I loved, I love those two. I, I was, it was really sad to see them go. Yeah. Um, but again, really nice, uh, you know, placing of of the bodies on on Michael's part. <laughs> the dude gets it, you know. He's he's all about it. I mean, in another Ooh. life, he would have been a great artist. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, let me ask you guys this: what What did you guys think of Cameron in this movie? Because from the last time we saw him, he was kind of being a dick to Allison and, you know, he kissed that, he kissed some girl and then threw her phone and pudding. Um, yeah, we get him and he's kind of like our first introduction back into this universe. Um, when he finds the, uh, Hawkins, but yeah, Cameron, I, I'm curious. I was fine with it other than like, yeah, he's kind of, he kind of seemed like a shitty guy. I mean, did he uh, Yeah, I'm just curious. What 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 do you think, Jennifer? Um Yeah, he came onto the screen and I was like, "Ugh, this guy." Right. The, my um, thoughts exactly. <laughs> well, cuz yeah, like you said, like the last time we saw him, he was making out with some other girl. He was getting drunk and he Threw his girlfriend's phone in in a bowl of pudding. It's <laughs> really weird. Yes. <laughs> um, but, um, no, please. Sorry. Uh, 
was I going to say? But I just, I think like as soon as he found, uh, was it Hawkins or is it Hoskins? Hawkins. Hawkins. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Um, as soon as he found Hawkins, I think he like just completely sobered up and, um, he kind of became, he didn't, I mean, he didn't have much character development. He was just a guy. He was just there. Yeah. It was a little hard to tell. And I'm going to be honest. He kind of felt like he was just there a little bit in this movie um, until, yeah, he, I, I like the humanizing of Lonnie being his son. I like that those two characters were connected. Um, because, but like, I feel like it, it just, it kind of makes the first one seem weird because I think Cameron and correct me if I'm wrong, he was just kind of like, yeah, you know, Michael Myers, whatever, you know, like he didn't have anything about him, but like Lonnie had an encounter with Michael Myers in 78. And I mean, I feel like that would be something you talk about for a while <laughs> and your son would be more aware of, you know what I mean? You would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, trauma in your life usually transfers down to your children a little bit. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, it just seemed like Cameron was kind of like, ah, Michael Myers, ah, you know, like it just didn't seem like it mattered. But then having him here, he was like so, Cameron was so like dead, so we got to kill this motherfucker, you know, like it was just, <laughs> I don't know, it seemed out of place. Yeah, it also, like, I don't know if it's said, I know in the, in 20, in the 2018 movie, um, like he's meeting Allison's parents for the first time. I don't know like how long they've been dating, but you would think like if his dad hadn't had an encounter with Michael Myers and Allison's grandmother, <laughs> you know, was almost killed by him. <laughs> yeah. Spark up a little conversation. In and they know each other. Like, yeah, yeah, you would think that that's something that you talk about, but I don't, you know, it's weird. Yeah. Amanda, did you want to add anything? No. He's forgettable. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Yes. I, like, I, when he popped up in this movie, I was like, wait, huh? I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> His dad was cooler. That's all I got to say. Yes. Dad was definitely cooler. <laughs> Absolutely. The fact that he brought up um, uh, the peyote thing again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> was so funny. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Lonnie was was great and I think his was probably the saddest of the deaths for me. Um because I think I think we spent the most time with him. Um and he's kind of like on the last leg of the movie really cuz he gets killed and then Cameron gets killed. Mm-hmm. And then all that's left in the house is Allison before her mom comes to the rescue. But like, I, I felt something only for Lonnie because, you know, like it was this character who could have, and I guess had this fear of this man, this, his whole life. And then he dies by his, you know, his blade. And it just sucks because his worst nightmare comes to fruition and you just feel for him. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I'm okay with not seeing his death, to be honest. But right, Agreed. how long did the kids stay in the car before they're like, "Yep, we're going in the house"? 
I mean, literally like 30 seconds because a uh, shot gets fired and then they're out of the car, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I was I like, mean, Michael moved fast with that one. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> know that, that staging was a little quick. Yeah. In my yeah, he had to like cart him all the way up into that attic really quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Gosh. And do it without them hearing because they they were like right there as soon as you know it happened. So the man moves quick. I would have loved a little bit of dialogue between Allison and Cameron to kind of get their relationship a little further or something because I, I feel like it would have meant something more when Cameron bites the bullet, you know. And Allison, of course, is upset, but like we're not. I didn't care. You know, like he, it didn't really bother me at all that, that he got wasted. Yeah. Um, like their reunion at the hospital was literally Cameron saying, yeah, Tommy and my dad are, are going on a manhunt. Do you want to come with? And there's no like discussion about their relationship or where they are. And I get it. Like there's a mass murderer. Um, probably not the best time to make up with your girlfriend. Um, but like for the audience, at least like for me, that relationship is done. Yeah. And that's what I thought. Like he wouldn't be in this one at all because like he threw the pudding in the, or he put the, he threw the phone in the pudding, dude, you're over. Like it's, it's gone. I would assume that he would have died in the, in 2018 one. And, and, but instead we see Oscar, you know, get the, get the gate as you, as you will. <laughs> get the gate. what do you guys, I mean, we got Karen and she stabs Michael with the pitchfork and removes his mask. I thought for a little bit there, we were actually going to see, you know, Michael Myers without the mask. And obviously it wouldn't really matter because I I don't know. To me, it doesn't really matter because like, you know, he's not like some famous actor or anything. It's just a guy who's playing Michael Myers. But seeing kind of the look of what Michael Myers was, I mean, we get glimpses, you know, but like it's mostly shadowed. And I don't know. I really like that artistic uh, detail of not showing us his face fully, you know, cause you kind of get to keep this, uh, image of who Michael Myers is and he's nothing without his mask as he views himself. You know, he, he can kill, but he feels more comfortable. It's like a, it's like a blanket to him, uh, of, of having that mask completes him. I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. We didn't really get to see his face and we don't need to. It's, it's the mask that makes a difference. Right. Yeah. I. Ooh. Oh, sorry. What? <laughs> um, yeah, I think the mask, like not not seeing his face adds to the like legend telling of of Michael. Right. And they were playing around with that a couple times with. uh I want to say what was it? Lindsay, Lindsay Wallace, uh, who almost took his mask off during the playground massacre. Um, mm-hmm. but like he throws her aside and fixes it. We kind of got something like that, but I, I don't know. I was really glad. Uh, I was really glad that, you know, like 
it wasn't there just wasn't a showdown with Lori and um, Michael Myers and I think like again I think that was really good because we don't we don't need that yet we save it for the end film but uh, I don't know I I was I was content with the end in terms of keeping him uh, hidden in our view and then when he does put that mask back on I mean we get <laughs> Townspeople versus Michael Myers. And I'm thinking to myself, like, there's no way this guy is going to be able to kill all these people. Because, I mean, we're talking about, like, 30 people. And none of them go for, like, hey, let's let's shoot him in the head. And then maybe cut off his head. Or something like that. But they beat him down. And then Karen gets the last stab in. And then they just leave him? Yeah, I don't know if it's, like, yeah, it was really weird. Um, but I'm going into it with the, like, townspeople versus <laughs> versus Michael, I was like, the dude took on, like, eight firefighters with axes and, like, <laughs> <Right>. power hoses, <laughs> and he was totally fine. You guys have bats, Yes, you know? with Huckleberry Finn on it. Oh, God. <laughs> Just... Yeah, and, like, one, like, I think two people had guns, and I was like, you're just going to, like, shoot them in the arm? Like, what? what's going on? Um, so, I, it, it was very, um, like, it was, it definitely gave me, like, a, like a nice reprieve because you want, you know, you want the protagonists to win in the end. Um, so it was nice to see like Michael get beaten down a little bit. Um, but you know, he's going to get back up. Right. Um, so. And the way they do it though, I, I just, I didn't like it. It was like almost like a dream sequence that Karen was having. And that, bothered me a lot like we have this scene where karen stares into the upstairs window and kind of like visualizing a story she heard earlier about michael you know staring out the same window um and while this is happening we're seeing michael get back up and start killing all these people and it just and it was like all happening while uh i want to say wasn't it jamie lee curtis like she was giving us a speech and so, like, it just it felt really weird to to watch that instead of, you know, we're we're not just seeing just kind of like scene by scene by scene. We're seeing like a montage of Michael killing people and then Karen looking at the house and going up the stairs. Um, am I wrong? Am I overlooking this? Because I feel like I, I, I just didn't like that. So I didn't it, did, it didn't jive with me. Mm hmm. I guess I didn't like that much into that that part. Okay. So it did yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> no I said, it might just be me. <laughs> what about what about you, Jennifer? Yeah. Um I it felt um 
I thought they were going to go like a very different route. I thought, um, I, I don't, I just thought he, they were going to like leave him and he was going to like get up and walk away or something. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it felt very weird that he like all of a sudden is able to get back up and kill these like 30 people. Um, and then that being cut between Judy Greer, like having this, um, like weird connection almost. Yeah. To like Kid Myers. Yeah, it it felt like she was having some kind of like epiphany about Michael. Um and like that's why she went into the house um to look out the window. Um and and so it was yeah, I it was definitely strange. Um but and I didn't like uh I didn't like what they did, how he killed uh, Tommy. Okay, yeah, t- talk to me about that. What, what didn't you like? I it just felt very like I think it was like in slow motion. The background faded away. It almost felt like romantic. Yeah, like there was a spotlight on them. Right, like they're twirling around. You're gonna see a rose in Michael Myers' mouth. Like it, it did. It felt, it felt very weird. Yeah, and I was like, like, I get it. This guy has, you know, haunted Tommy for, you know, 40 years. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I, I also wish that their one-on-one scene was a little more than just Tommy getting... Gutted. Yeah, completely gutted. Yeah. And then smacked down, like, that bad hit his brain, blood gushing everywhere. I I was not, yeah, I didn't jive with that. I just, I didn't like Tommy, and I was fine with him dying. That didn't bother me at all. But it's just, like, the way they did it was, yeah, very weird. Um, and it just didn't feel like, I mean, it was kind of a closure for Michael Myers. Cause he's like, all right, well, I can get rid of this, you know, guy. But... Yeah, to Tommy, this was everything, and he failed, and, like, yeah, I don't know. It <laughs> it was just such a weird ending. I'm sorry. Like, everything that we saw up to this just didn't feel like it was in the same vein. And then Karen dying. It mm-hmm. Like, this is what I mean, Amanda. Like, I felt like they were just kind of, like, not sure what to do with her until this moment, you know? Yep. She was kind of they in limbo. They knew they were going to do it, but they just didn't know how they were going to get there. Right. And her death seemed strange to me, too, because I get it. I mean, I'm glad she didn't die in um, while she was leaving her daughter and, you know, baiting Michael away. And she was actually able to come back to the house and comfort her daughter. But then she goes upstairs and stares you know, out the window like Michael does, which is an echo from like the beginning flashback with the police officer. But yeah, then her death was also like one of those, um, 
to where I was just like, is this dreamlike? Is this really happening? Is she really dying or is she not dying? Yeah. Yes. That's because what I mean. Dreams. Still- like it just felt weird. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like intercut with, um, I think like, uh, Lori, like looking out, uh, like the, the window to the hospital as well. So it was kind of the same thing of like, is like, is Lori imagining it? Is she seeing something? Um, is she having her own epiphany? Like what's going on? Right. And my first thought was Lori can feel that her daughter died. And I was going to be like, what kind of mystical shit is this? You know, like (laughs) Lori and Michael, thank God should not have the relationship or whatever they had kind of like what they had in Halloween two with Rob zombie, where Michael ate a dog and then she would puke up, you know, parts of the dog or whatever. I don't need any of that happening, but (laughs) it felt like this was almost, almost comparable to like her or, uh, you know, Michael killing his, her cheese, Michael killing Lori's daughter and Lori feeling it. I thought that's what that scene was about. Maybe it's not. We don't. We won't know for a year. But mm-hmm. it's it just left me very unsatisfied in a way. But we get that shot of Michael staring out the window. You know, moving us into the next movie. So who knows? And we're hopefully going to get a little bit more of an explanation as to why this last scene really felt jarring. And I, like I said, I had to go back and watch this because I I just, I wanted to see what I was missing. It's interesting that you said, uh, you think that Lori might've felt, uh, her daughter, um, dying. Uh, and like, again, I know, uh, I know in this movie, there are, like the idea that Lori and Michael are tied together is like kind of broken or like basically they're like, no, like it's not about you. Um, but I'd be interested to know if like she could feel her daughter dying or she could feel Michael killing Ooh. her. Right. I like that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I there's again. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, playing on that whole concept of like, you know, we've always felt like there was like the Michael and Lord connection and for them to be like so adamant in this movie to be like, nope, 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 nope. That's not a thing. <laughs> to see where how or if it's going to bounce back to that in this third movie. Right. Yeah. Because we like she's going to be contest. a huge part of it. Yeah. You're right. She is going to be a huge part of it. And so it just makes and you wonder. <laughs> yeah. And then, de- and then, yeah, she's not going to make it. So it, it makes, it makes me wonder, like, are they like, no, 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 no. And then immediately the last 30 seconds, but, and then cut, you know, I feel like that's what they did, and it just you don't you don't need to do that. <laughs> and we know that you know with these movies, especially when they have this '80s vibe, this '80s feel, there's going to be a final girl, and it's going to be the granddaughter. It so, better be. It has to be. 
You know, she's got to be the one to do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I really liked Alice. I know we didn't really discuss her too much, but she's been, she's been a really good character to follow. I've enjoyed her in this movie. Um, Mm -hmm. She does a great job and I don't know. She has a presence about her that matches, um, that matches Jamie Lee Curtis. And that's hard to do. I agree with that. Yeah. She her character totally works for me. I mean, it makes sense, especially with the 2018 movie, to where like the mom was so like anti, but then she was like, "But mom, come on, like yeah. maybe grandma has a point." And it's just that like kind of like that playing with the generations, generational, you know, like trauma, um, people trying to fix things, and oh, now it's true. Uh, the grandma was right. I don't know. I, I, I like that aesthetic to these, to this little trilogy. For sure. Um, but yeah, any, any closing thoughts, Jennifer, before we wrap this thing up? Um, not really. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the, for the next one next year. For sure. Oh my gosh. Me too. I mean, with how we rate this thing, don't let this, this like, think that you know i'm not excited i can't wait to see how it ends um but yeah i'm gonna leave it there until we rate it what about you amanda is there is there anything any closing thoughts before we rate this um, no major closing thoughts um i think i've kind of hit all my points but yeah i loved this uh portrayal of michael myers it's probably maybe my favorite Ooh, okay yeah wow well, then, this is a Michael Myers. <laughs> I want to go ahead and just have you piggyback on that. How would you rate this then? Um, this one, um, not perfect. And you can tell it's like the in-between movie. But I really enjoyed watching it. I loved watching the kills, the Michael Myers stuff. Was not into the mob group at the hospital. But really liked a lot of the other characters. So my rating would be... Like a 2.3, maybe a 2.4 reels out of three. Okay, okay. Um, Jennifer, how about you? Oh, I mean, (laughs) it hits so many, like, nostalgia boxes for me. Um, But again, like, there's so many characters that I think – they just introduced us to, um, and then killed off. And it almost seemed pointless to spend so much time on those characters. Um, but so much of it was so good. Um, and the kills were so good. So I think, I mean, out of three, I think for me, probably like a, yeah, probably like a 2.6. Okay. I can roll with that. Yeah. Well, then I'm going to be the stinker of the month here. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this movie was fine um, in terms of a lot of stuff. I mean, I think for me, there's just so much that like was glaring, glaringly bad and a lot of it has to do with kind of the B plot of the, uh, as you said, Amanda, the mob mentality and just like the, 
the hospital stuff, um, just didn't really, I didn't care. Um, there's only like a few characters that I really enjoyed seeing in this movie and Michael Myers being one of them. I mean, he was, he was the best part of this movie. And I think that if you have that going for you, I think you're pretty much set, but it's just, everything else was just like boring. And I mean, I was fine with, uh, the people that were killed other than, you know, just like the weirdness of Karen and Michael or not Michael, um, Tommy, but yeah, I think I'm going to have to sit at maybe a 1.4 out of three because like I said, I liked, I liked some things, but there's just a lot in this movie that I just thought was, (laughs) was just not written well. And I don't know. It just, it was weird seeing Halloween 2018 and how good that was compared to this one where it just seemed like, you know, you had you had two years till you were going to release it, and then you had another year because you delayed it. I mean, I don't know if they didn't look at this, and they're just like, okay, we're, we're done. We don't need to go back to this. But, I mean, you had three years sitting on this, and I don't know. I feel like this wasn't the best they could have come up with. Um, but horror movie sequels are hard. Um, they... Did a really good job with 2018, and I mean, this one was kind of a stinker for me. But I am, like you said, Jennifer, I am very hopeful for Halloween Ends. I think we're going to really, really hit some good strides, and we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm sitting. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm glad you guys really liked it, though. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, but I forgot. I can't believe I forgot my one of my favorite notes of this which I didn't realize because I hadn't watched a trailer to this or anything, but I was catching up on some of my Bravo TV shows. Right. And the latest episode of uh, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which has uh, Kyle Richards. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be in the movie because I was in the original as the kid. And I was like, how is this a piece of trivia? I did not know because, yes, I love (laughs) my Real Housewives Bravo shit and it's trash. I know it is, but <laughs> I didn't brilliant. know she was going to be in it. So then I was kind of amped up to see this and see her in it. And I thought she did a really great job, but I had to totally giggle that when she was in the bar and got her beverage, I'm pretty sure it was a glass of champagne where I was like, honey, you're in a hole in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> where are you getting that bottle? <laughs> you're, you're drinking some burr. <laughs> Um, Amanda, one thing but, I'll never understand. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. Like, I think you might be part psychopath. I, it's crazy that you just don't watch any trailers and you just kind of go in blind. I wish I was like that, but I have to know everything. It just, it just really kind of depends on what the movie is and how I feel about maybe like that franchise or that, like a chain or whatever. Right. Like if it's an individual movie, sometimes I'll watch him. But like it was Halloween Kills, I'm like, I don't need any, I don't need a trailer for this. Right. You're just I gonna go in. Watch it, and I'm just gonna go in and watch it. Right. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on and talking Halloween Kills with us. We hope you had a good time. Yeah, this was really fun. Well, Yay. you were like I, I say this to all my guest hosts, and this means that you did something right. But we'd love to have you back on. Um, I'll definitely get in touch with you. I mean, uh, it's pretty pretty easy getting in touch with you. So um, yeah, but yeah, you're you're more than welcome to come back. Please. 
Yeah, I'll see you in like less than a month in that's, person. That's very true. We'll get to dance together. <laughs> It'll be a good time. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, if you guys are keeping up, we are still, I feel like I say this every time, but it's mostly for me <laughs> than our guests or our audience, Amanda. I just love making sure that people know, but follow the Spider-Man retro reels. We're going through all the movies and, uh, we are going to, uh, from the time that this comes out, we are about to get into the MCU Spider-Man, which is pretty nice because we got No Way Home coming out in uh two months from today i think uh so yeah get get ready for that but yeah i i'm excited that's all i gotta say about that um but other than that i mean we had a great show we're glad that you guys could listen we hope you are enjoying the content let us know join the real zodiac group on facebook if you want to get in touch with us um yeah but Other than that, I think we're going to go ahead and go. Uh, This was Halloween Kills, and as always, keep it real. 